You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I still can't believe that we're at 33 movies in a row from marvel in the you know in one long continuing story i genuinely never thought i would live in a world that we would see this like little fanboy comic book me is so thrilled i just don't want to let him down and let him know it doesn't stay as good as it starts (laughs) (laughs) it's a real monkey's paw you know we we imagined all this shit for the longest amount of time throughout our lives i mean i'm not as big of a comic book nerd as you are but i i had my my period of time and like something like civil war was something i was imagining like downstairs in my basement playing with fucking multiple different action figures i think ben affleck's daredevil made a cameo in there to show <laughs> yeah. how uh how fucking young i am uh but yeah yeah it's been diminishing returns these days yeah my my star wars figures were on adventures with the planet of the apes figures and with the dc super friends and with spider-man all the time they went to the forbidden zone <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. The 33rd movie is blessed. Uh, Literally, it's the Jesus movie. It's the Jesus movie. Yeah. Okay, well, that'll be interesting to see how this plays (laughs) out in this review. Because I think Nathan and I here were not terribly fond of the Marvels. Um, And I went in because everybody was so determined to hate this movie before it even came out. I do not have hate for Captain Marvel, first off. I'm going to say that. I think that people were way too hard on it. I think there's a lot of fun in that movie. I like Captain Marvel. So I was like, okay, I like Ms. Marvel, the television show. I liked WandaVision, which introduced the character that should have been called Photon here. I don't know why they didn't. Chris is with that. currently wearing a shirt that says everyone should be a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> so just, we have an ally next to us. Uh, I thought that it's movie was fine. nothing to do with being an ally. I just thought it was a good movie. And I like Captain Marvel, the character, quite a bit and always have. Um, I thought it was a very good version of what she's actually like in the comics. And people, it felt like people's reaction were, was like, you know, you'd be prettier if you smiled more. I was like, Oh my God, guys, it's who she is as a character. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. My, my big issue with that movie, just to shorthand truncate it is that that movie robs her of any real character by having that amnesia arc in the beginning of it. It almost feels like watching. Robocop, but you get no Murphy beforehand. Amnesia arcs are always cheap. I'll give you that. Yeah. And um, it's, and personally, I, Brie Larson, an actress who I think is great. Uh, I don't find to be particularly that great in that movie. I, d- I think anybody who was playing the role the way it was written would have had the same reaction that she did. I, I don't think she does anything wrong. I think that's how the role is. But I compare it to yeah. something like, uh, 
Jason Bourne with Matt Damon where you're just like, oh, I can ground myself because I want to figure out who he is. Like, he wants to figure out who he is. She plays that role like she wants to find out where that cube is. Well, I'm talking about her as a person and what we know about her is that's her personality. That's what she's like in the comics and how she should have been played. I don't think it's anything wrong with Brie Larson's performance. I think that's how the character is written because that's how she's always been. She is a no-nonsense, take-no-bullshit captain in the military person she's not a spider-man you know she's not even a captain america who's like will look at his own ass and go you know what that is a great ass i think her performance (laughs) in endgame is in better shape but uh ultimately i've just kind of found her to be miscast well anyway this is the follow-up movie the marvels which brings together ms marvel from the the tv show it brings together uh uh monica rambeau uh, who was a little girl when we saw her in Captain Marvel, but now she's all grown up and is a captain in her own right. And thanks to an event in WandaVision, has her own light-based powers. And then, of course, Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. Uh, like I said, I went into this very p- positive, came out of it feeling like this was not my favorite of the Marvel films. But I'm thankful that we have one reviewer with us who actually did feel differently and more positive than me. And that would be Kim. Hey guys, so I actually came in the opposite of Chris, where I signed up for this movie to hate it. (laughs) And halfway through, they had me. They can put, they, one character says black girl magic, and I was like, Sam Jackson, we we can spoil who that character is. They were placating to me. Did I buy it? Yes. Did I have a good time? Yes. I'm getting a little tired of, like, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury, who started as this master spy, and now he's just, like, Literally a sidekick character at best. A fumbling dude who's just there to react and say, almost say motherfucker. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I will, Sam Jackson is my favorite living actor. I will take as much of him as they will give me. I will just say, uh, I am really confused by Nick Fury's current public status with everybody when Kamala Khan first shows up and waves at him and says, Oh my god, Nick Fury! And she fangirls out. I'm like, Wait, is Nick Fury a public figure now? Uh, like, yeah. I'd assume to, like, some capacity, but I want to know to what capacity, and... Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is directed by Nia DaCosta, a black female filmmaker who uh, originally got a lot of notice for a 2018 film, Little Woods, where she won the Nora Ephron Prize at Tribeca, and then she did the very split-audience Candyman remake. I think I overall like it, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of those films you watch and you're like, why do this film? I don't know. It kind of feels like that. I'm like, I get what you wanted to do with it, but it still has a sort of like, you're trying so hard to both be a remake and a sequel. What do they call it? A requel? Thanks to the screening yeah. films naming it's, the term. It's kind of got a, it, it's got a cool vibe. Uh, yeah. There's a lot about it. it that's good, but it still feels so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so they, like Marvel does lately, they grab someone who's like up and coming and they're like, we're going to put you in charge of this huge multi-million dollar, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars project. And, uh, yeah, don't fuck up. <laughs> well, I don't think, I feel like we could all more or less agree that there was no issue with the directing so much as the script. I, the script and the editing. I, it's mm-hmm. the editing. I mean, it's hard to even save the directing because the script is such a mess. Yeah. There's so much. All right. So the premise here is. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear you tackle this yeah, one, no, man. It's hard because this is, this is like one of those Star Trek episodes that even Star Trek fans have a hard time defending because it's just techno babble. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wait, what? A bunch of shit that like, oh, this ties into an episode from the original series where, no, shut up. Is a lot of like 
If you haven't remembered very closely everything that happened in Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel and a number of other things, and you're going to go into this like, wait, what? And I've seen all those things enough. I should have known it. And I still was like, wait, what? I feel like I needed a binder (laughs) about all of those ones. And I'd be like, okay, I got you. You have to go into this movie knowing the whole history of the scrolls versus the Kree. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know that, you're just going to be lost. So the scrolls are like the shape changing race that I guess I never, I still haven't finished Secret Invasion, but I guess they're still considered to be ally race, right? Like who are like on the looking for a home world and we've been trying to help them. Captain Marvel's been trying to help them. We discover a lot exposition here of like when Captain Marvel took off in space at the end of Captain Marvel and was like, I'm going to go fuck up the Kree, uh, who are like very much space tyrant type race. Uh, we find out what happened and that she basically caused their planet to be all but unlivable, you know, um, through her actions that causes huge civil war and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, the Kree are pissed um, and they get a hold of Magic Space Bangle, which is a match for Magic space bangle that ms marvel has although they don't know that at first they know they're supposed as to be seen two. in episode seven of ms marvel <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and so she's this this uh kree leader who previously i guess was just a, just a regular warrior uh played by zawedi emma ashton dar ben she's wielding one of the the hammer we saw from i forget the character's name one of uh, the, ronan, uh ronan the accuser, the accuser. She's got that hammer now, and she's also got the power, cosmic power through the thing, the bangle, and she is opening up tears in space to steal resources from planets but not, and bring them to, to Kree, but not just to do that. She's specifically targeting planets that have um, a connection to Captain Marvel, because everybody on Kree really doesn't like Captain Marvel, as you might imagine. Yes, as seen in Cap- <laughs> I was about to say, as seen in Captain Marvel 2, which <laughs> never was made. Yes. Um, so she's going around doing that shit. And also there's a complication because once this other bangle comes out for reasons that are never explained, trust me, and only the first of many, that there's something has linked together Monica Rambeau's powers, Ms. Marvel's powers, and Captain Marvel's powers. So anytime one of them uses their powers, they all switch places in, in space. Right. So that means they basically have no choice but to work together as a team and to learn how to use that to their advantage. Okay, it's a clever conceit. I kind of wish it made sense, but sure, yeah, well, whatever. Those power sets are so clearly defined in all <laughs> they're three like, of They're those all kind of sort of based on light. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, wait, 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 literally, wait. <laughs> Monica Rambeau's powers have nothing to do with the power cosmic. They have to do with chaos I magic. thought Monica so. Rambeau's powers were to be able to explain the gobbledygook of this plot in every fucking scene she's yeah. in, or say, my mother died. No, no, she's basically <laughs> the LeVar Burton of this of this like, thing, where she's like, oh, well, Captain, it has to do with the tachyon particles. Oh, I thought wow. you were saying she was like space roots. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, she's the, the, the science guy is just like, Oh yeah, well, don't worry about it. It's all this blah 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 blah, and like, oh, okay, sure. We were talking about this on the car ride here, Kim. This villain's a fucking non-starter. The second she appears on screen, I was so disappointed because I've seen her in a lot of things where she actually does have a great personality and she can emote. But I think her and Brie Larson got together and they were like, let's give them nothing. Let's absolutely be fucking robots in this movie. They're just. She she is not a very interesting villain. It's like it feels like 
it feels like a lot of this movie was a canceled Marvel television show that they're like, oh, we planned on making this and we only filmed a few sequences and instead we decided to just use them as for Honestly, giant exposition sequences if, here. If the first movie didn't make a fucking billion dollars, this would have been dumped on Disney Plus. Yeah, probably. Um, well, and there's also all the weird stuff along the way with the alien race. Like they go to a planet that I kid you not. The gimmick <laughs> is they, their language is singing, which also, which makes no sense, but okay. But they can't, they, even though they're speaking English, they can't understand you if you talk and don't sing, which of course leads to a singing and dancing number that succumb, that is the most disnified thing I've ever seen in a Marvel film. See, I immediately thought that they were going to like maybe lean into this as a bit, but the second they meet the person they have to talk to, they're like, Oh, he speaks both languages, which, you know, is a funny bit, but it's also like, then why the fuck were we doing this for like 20 minutes? Also, do you remember how much we like the one thing, even if you didn't like Captain Marvel, you gotta admit the cat was cool. That's not a cat. It's like an eight Lovecraftian space monster, the Florkin, but is adorable. Well, sometimes uh, more is not more. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, "Oh, you like this cat? Okay, we we know what we're going to give you in the second. We're going to double the fuck down." (laughs) Yeah, and it's like it's a funny idea that gets tiresome so fast. I'm like, okay. Plus, the CG is not fantastic of it either. Like, I mean, we all know what's happening with that. There's a lot of issues with. You know, people basically right now striking and Marvel guys trying to save money on it and people going like, yeah, we're just, you're, we're not going to work 90 hour weeks anymore for the same yeah. pay as a, on salary. And it's starting a show in these movies. And I can see here, like when they're doing anything with the Florkin, especially you're like, that does not look great. Yeah, <laughs> it's borderline the babies in the flash. It's not that bad. Nothing I said borderline. Nothing, it's not even borderline. Okay, well, That's it's like in the... 30 years ago, that would have been terrible CG. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're splitting hairs on shit. <laughs> but if you're comparing it to Ant-Man Quantumania, I thought the CG was way better. Oh, 100%. Quantumania made my head explode. It was no, so no, no, I agree. Well, I mean, part of the problem with that is non-stop. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. You're, well, you're this movie isn't set in a full-on CGI realm. Well, yeah. it's set in space, so yeah, kind yeah. of. We've been doing space for a long time, so it's like we one know of how those, to do space. They got that down. They got <laughs> yeah. space hitting hard. Well, they got those those portal jumps down, which yeah. I've always liked to see, and now I am a little bit grown weary of after this movie. You know, there's just there's a lot of good ideas in the mix here it just feels so fucking rushed it makes me wonder if marvel remembers how to do a normal length film anymore because this is only like 105 minutes i think which is the shortest film marvel's done in a very long time you know they go on i think this is the longest ever or the shortest ever i think it might be um and it's like it does it feels like there's whole sequences cut out of it it just feels super rushed let's get to this let's get to this let's get to this lots of stuff is brought up then immediately dropped i mean even when we get to and please let's not say specifically what it is when it gets to the defeat of the villain it's really like well how did what exactly just happened why would why did that happen and like don't worry about it let's just move to the yeah, next why did you think they'd explain the finale yeah. when they didn't explain anything leading up to it yeah it's just it's like that you're like oh we'll tell you just enough to give you a faint idea of what's going on, but not why or how it's going on. Yeah, if you're not a physicist, don't even try to understand. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they could they could explain everything. The big thing is they need to get you to fucking care, and you never at one point care about any of the characters' plight. 
I disagree on my end. Okay. I, I, I thought the Monica Rambeau with uh, Captain Marvel, I, I was waiting for that reunion ever since their interaction in the first movie. That was one of the only um, actual emotional scenes in the first movie that Captain Marvel and her friend and her daughter, they had a little family. The Rambos. So, yeah, the Rambos or the uh, Lieutenant Troublemaker. Yeah. I love the callbacks to that. And that was the only part of the movie I cared about. So I was there for it. I mean, must have zoned out on my rewatch. And I, yeah. there's a lot of like build up that this is going to be an emotional core of this film, mm-hmm. but they just wrap it up almost immediately. They're just yeah. like, I'm mad at you because of this. Oh shit. That never occurred to me. Sorry. That's fine. Well, I thought <laughs> yeah. Monica, Monica pulled her weight on her end emotionally, but Brie was just giving her nothing to. I, to bounce off of, so Brie, they had to wrap it up. Brie is straight up bad in this movie. I'm sorry. I think she's a great actress, and I really hope that she gets to do a lot more interesting work in the future. And, you know. I just think any no one is going to look good with this script. I think it was a poorly written script across the I don't the disagree board. there. I don't think there's a really a character here that can deliver because it's badly written. Even Man, I really like the actress who plays Ms. Marvel, and partially oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. she herself is like, this is like Almost like her thing here where she's, oh my God, she gets to meet her, her dream character, Captain Marvel. That's a reflection of who she actually is in real life when she got the role of Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Cause she was a Marvel super fan girl and Captain Marvel was her favorite and Ms. Marvel was her favorite character. Her game of play was like this awesome story of a dream come true for a young actress. She's barred none you know? the MVP of the movie. She's pulling yeah. so She's much the heart of the, of the film. But, yeah. even, but even her, they give her some lines that are so bad. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was so not funny and didn't feel natural and no one would say well, that. Well, they're really trying to give her like the Tom Holland Spider-Man mm-hmm. shtick that, you know, I think people have kind of grown tiresome of and she does it well. I mean, she approaches the entire role with great aplomb but it's you know it really doesn't do much with the shitty ass script yeah um uh, let's get a final thought <laughs> <laughs> go ahead i'm done, You're I, done. I, got I, I got i got nothing go all ahead. right it's me yeah uh it's you it's a fucking mess it it's a absolute mess uh from scene to scene it's hard to tell what's going on and the more characters explain it the more you sort of zone out as they try to explain this movie uh it's not the worst movie Marvel's ever made. It's certainly not the best. Um, fuck, where do I even put this? Uh, I'll give it... Ooh, this is really tough here. I'll go two and a half out of ten cat eggs. Wow, two and a half. That's harsher than I would go with, but yeah. okay. Yeah, sorry, y'all. Did you this can't... movie hurt you? Show <laughs> us on the doll where this movie touched you. Right. I was, didn't touch you. I was audibly, like, sighing and grunting throughout this movie. I'm sorry. So, I, I thought the plot had a lot of holes in it, and the script was a mess, like Nathan said, but I did find that the highlights of the movie really high, like the action scenes. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen how they... Um, will switch places when they use their powers. I really enjoyed the cutting between the different action scenes, seeing uh, Miss Marvel and um, all the other characters kind of switch places and see how they would handle uh, kind of a enemy differently. So I thought that was really cool. It was a great highlight of all their different powers. Uh, what I did not enjoy was how their power scaling was completely all over the place, especially for Miss Marvel, who the last time we saw her, she was a formidable, a formidable foe against Thanos, like the big bad phase, you know, one through three. And now in this movie, it took her 
like five minutes to beat up two random dudes. You mean Captain Marvel, not Ms. Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel, sorry. So yeah, Captain Marvel's supposed to be so strong, but then in this movie, sometimes she struggles fighting two regular goons. Yeah. And then other times she can show these massive, like, lift up buildings and stop things, you know, explode towers. So I just wish her power scaling was more, um, understood, consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And they nerfed her a couple of times where they were like, oh, my power isn't working randomly, but they never explained that. And then it would just start working again. And it's like, you can't do that just when you need her to have a weak moment. You know, if you're going to do it, explain it. Uh, I mean, even if you're going to explain it with a bunch of science, you know, gobbledygook. But um, <laughs> I think Chris used the perfect phrase earlier when he said this This movie yada 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 a lot of things. Um, but at the same time, I did find the Monica and Captain Marvel scenes, as one-sided as they were, I did find them endearing. And I think the best thing they did in this film was put Captain Marvel, who has been known to be kind of a, a wooden block, with two other characters who cared about her. And I like both of the other characters, so that made me also kind of care about her because they cared about her. So I think that was something really smart they did with this. Um, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 Magical Bangles. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm actually more with you on this one. Um, I mean, that we all agree about the stuff that definitely doesn't work, but a lot of the action really does work pretty well, and the conceit of the switching powers is cool the way they do it. It's shot really cool. Um, there's, they gave Ms. Marvel especially a chance to do some really fun stuff as she's like, like doing a lot more sort of parkour type things yeah, with her yeah. thing. Like, Oh, this is neat. Um, and I like a lot of the, you know, the, the visualizations of these different planets and worlds. It's just that some of the ideas are so stupid or even if they're not, they just, they're like, cool idea, bro. How's that work? Never mind. I, I kind of need to know how that works for it to make sense. You can't just go, because it does. Stop worrying about it. What are you, some kind of toxic fanboy? It's kind of um, weird that this movie no. explains itself so much and doesn't and explain, doesn't explain anything. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's so much that is required on literally, like, extensive exposition and backstory that ultimately you're like, okay, I guess. I mean, I don't feel like I really learned all that much. You're like, (laughs) it's like there's a whole five minutes of the movie that's literally previously on of stuff we never actually saw. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, what? (laughs) You know what? Well, let me finish. Oh, let you finish. Uh, Yeah, I, I just... I don't think I've ever felt so disappointed with the actual cinematic Marvel film as this one. Uh, and that, that I hate that because I know they can fix this. I know they can do this better. We've seen them do it so much better. I think that it's just ultimately they have just spread themselves way too thin and it's kind of time to get back to basics. Uh, the Marvels is not it. Uh, I'm going to give this a uh, five out of 10 vomiting cats because I have to deal with that myself all the time. And I know how, uh, how terrible that can be. You just reminded me how good the practical sets are for some of the planets. So I'm bumping it up to a three. Oh, wow. How generous. Uh, I know, right? Well, one for each marble. (laughs) (laughs) 